0: Hi, everyone. Again, sorry for the delay. This is Richard Mollett with the Long-Term Care Community Coalition. We're getting started on today's program, which is recent updates to Nursing Home Compare. Uh, We're going to talk about accessing some information that I think will be useful on nursing home quality, safety, and staffing. Essentially, we're going to go through the whole gamut of how do you get onto Nursing Home Compare, how do you look around, what what information is available there, Uh, what's not strengths and weaknesses, and then some of the updates, which I think are making nursing home compare better. Um, this program is recorded, and as I mentioned before, everybody is on mute. If you have an urgent question, um, something you don't understand, you can stop me. Press star six to unmute yourself. Otherwise, please hold your questions to the end. I will open it up for Q&A, and you can also type in the questions for Sarah. So. A little bit about us, for those of you who haven't been on one of the programs before, uh, and we do these pretty much monthly, except I think one month or two over the summer. The Long-Term Care Community Coalition, we are a non nonpartisan organization entirely dedicated to improving care and quality of life for elderly and adult disabled people in nursing homes and assisted living. We are also very proud to be home of the Hudson Valley Long-Term Care Amazon Program. I was up there last Friday, we had a nice luncheon. A shout out to Gloria and Diane and Shirley. Uh, we do mostly policy analysis and systems advocacy in New York State and nationally. Uh, more and more over the last, I would say, eight years or so, we've been doing outreach and education of you know, residents, families, ombudsmen, uh, advocates, and other stakeholders, and a big part of that reason, and actually what's really the basis, I think, uh, one of the bases for our uh, conversation today is to uh, help and educate and empower residents and those who are working with them to understand what is going on either in their facilities, facilities in their community or in their state and what they can do to um, use that information to advocate for themselves. I joined LTCCC in 2002. I celebrated my 17th anniversary uh, just about a week ago and I've been the executive director since 2005. And we'll be celebrating our 30th anniversary as an independent organization. in, um, in next month, December. So what am I gonna be talking about today? Uh, first, as I mentioned, we're gonna talk about you know, how to look up nursing homes and nursing home compare. Some of this will be pretty basic, but I want to also provide a good overview and a good grounding for, uh, for everyone as we go forward. Talk about again some of the strengths and weaknesses of the information that's provided, what the five-star rating system for nursing home means, uh, some tips on what to look for when evaluating a facility or uh, a number of facilities online. If you're uh, either looking to do more systemic advocacy in your community or your state, or you or someone you work with is, uh, you know, exploring nursing homes in their community, where to go for placement, et cetera, uh, that will be useful. And then we're going to talk about some of the changes underway to improve nursing home Compare. So nursing home compare is the, the, and the five-star rating system, and they're essentially the same thing. One goes to nurse, Medicare.gov, excuse me, nursing home compare. Um, you could just look up nursing home compare. You could do a Google or a Bing search for it, and that should take you right there. It's again, Medicare.gov. It's a federal website, which I think is really important. And nursing home compare has, as you'll see, the five-star rating system as well for nursing homes. It provides nursing homes on every single licensed nursing home in the U.S. There are a few um, unlicensed private facilities. Uh, Those are not part of this. Essentially, uh, anyone, any nursing home that participates in Medicare and or Medicaid, meaning that they take some Medicare and or Medicaid funding, and most nursing homes take both, um, are considered to be licensed, would be part of Nursing Home Compare, and would be subject to all, of the federal regulations as well as to any state regulations that are out there. Uh, I consider, and I I think it's widely considered, that Nursing Home Compare is by far the best rating system for nursing homes. It's the only one that's independent. Uh, You know, there are others out there, A Place for Mom, Caring.com, et cetera, and those places are generally paid, you know, facilities pay to be listed on them, so they are not Um, They're not subject to the kind of scrutiny, to the kind of of, um, data requirements that are available uh, and that are used, excuse me, on Nursing Home Compare. So without further ado, we're actually going to go to Nursing Home Compare, and I hope this works. Great. Sarah, if you could just text me, please, to let me know that you can see the screen and I will move forward. So we're now on Nursing Home Compare, excuse me, Medicare.gov Nursing Home Compare. Thank you, Sarah. And what I'm going to do is I am actually going to type in our um, the location of our um, Amazon program office in Hudson Valley, of New York. So you can see here just before I move forward, that I'm just typing in uh, right here on the location. You could put in a zip code. You could put in a state. For instance, I could put in um, I start typing Missouri. And I come up with cities. M I S S state Missouri. So you can do as wide or as small as you want. For those of us who are in states with a lot of nursing homes, uh, like New York, California, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, um, you know some of the, the larger states or larger, larger populations. Uh, if you can uh, lower down, you know, decrease it to either a zip code or to a city or town, that's generally easier. And then you can see here, I don't usually spend a lot of time, but there's some information, tools and tips, uh, et cetera, for your use. So again, I'm gonna type in Hyde Park, and I'm gonna scroll down to New York. Uh, You could put in a nursing home name here. If you are interested in looking at a a specific nursing home that you're looking up, say you're a family council or resident council or working with one, but I'm just gonna type in search and you'll see what it comes up with. So this found 19 nursing homes within 25 miles from the center of Hyde Park. Uh, you can see on the right-hand side here, you can modify your search. So those of us, uh, are, you know, we're in New York City. Uh, if you're in a big city, 25 miles, if I did a search for for New York City, I would get nursing homes in New Jersey. I might even get nursing homes in Connecticut. Uh, there they would be Probably you know a few hundred nursing homes that would fall within that. So I might want to decrease that. As you can see here on the right-hand side, within one mile. If I was in a more rural area, I could increase it up to within 50 miles, within 100 miles, within 200 miles. That's also useful for people who are coming from a hospital or um, you know being discharged to a nursing home for rehab or long-term care to look and see uh, you know what what's available to them in the um, in the vicinity. Again, you could select state here, um, et cetera. And then you could also, as I scroll down here on the right hand side, you could filter by ratings, uh, by nursing home characteristic, characteristics, excuse me, whether it accepts Medicare, Medicaid, is in a continuing care retirement community, uh, et cetera. I strongly suggest if you are able to, to choose nursing homes that have at least a four star rating. Uh, and the reason for that, we've discussed this at other programs, is that the rating systems, even, even good rating systems, are much better at identifying poorly performing facilities than they are at identifying you know, uh, high quality facilities. There, there are high quality facilities out there. However, there are also a lot of facilities that have high ratings that are providing um, actually pretty poor quality, sometimes very poor quality. Um, so there's something, you know, I think, just cutting off, if you can, the lower star ratings can at least help you to eliminate some nursing homes where it's known to have serious problems. Um, so here I am back to my search results. I have 19 nursing homes within 25 miles of Hyde Park. I put in Hyde Park, and you can see the nursing homes. I could list them alphabetically. I could list them by overall rating. Looking at the columns here, health inspection rating, staffing rating quality measure rating, or distance from Hyde Park. And I think that's the default as I'm looking down. Uh, and then you can compare, I think, up to three nursing homes by adding to compare. So if I wanted to compare three different nursing homes or two different nursing homes, I could do that. What I want to do, though, is I want to look at one nursing home and just take take you through that. And the nursing home I picked is one that's actually um, been in the news. It's a chain in, here in New York State called Sapphire Nursing Homes and I'm going to click on that. Okay, so this brings me to the nursing home profile, uh, the facilities page. As you can see, there are different tabs up here, general information, we'll go through each of them, health inspections, fire safety, staffing, quality of resident care, and penalties. But this main page gives you information about the nursing home, gives you the address, gives you the overall rating here, this is a two-star facility, it tells you a little bit about the overall rating, that it's based upon health inspections, staffing, and quality measures. Here it tells you the some information about the nursing home. Um, to me, what's really most interesting, of course, you want to see if you're concerned about whether it's taking Medicare or Medicaid. Uh, most of them take both. All of them, actually, in New York State, are required to take both. Um, but also, I, I think what's For me, generally most interesting is the resident council or family council information, which is here. On the bottom right-hand side of this little uh, the top paragraph. So this only has a resident council. It unfortunately does not have a family council. And if you hover over any of these information icons, you can see a little bit more about what they're talking about. Um, Next, you can see some ownership information here. We'll get back to that um, in a little bit. But you can see that it's a for-profit corporation owner, and you can get more information, which we'll do later on. And then again, very briefly, there are the star ratings, and there's a map here. So this shows where um, we are and where, the, where we are being, we were in Hyde Park, and where the facility is. So it's a nice way to um, kind of get centered, at least geographically. So that's the basic information. The next, um, and this is one of the more important tabs, uh, is health inspections. So this is your health inspections, surveys, and what you see here, what Nursing Home Compare provides, and this again is for every single licensed facility. It provides the health inspection rating. This is a two-star facility out of a possible five. The date of the most recent health inspection, this was April 4, 2018. You can view the full report of the inspection. You can uh, look at the total number of health citations. This had 12 health citations, in that last um, inspection cycle. The average, it gives you the average for the state and the average for the United States. So the average for the state is 4.3 citations. The average for the United States is 8.2, meaning that the average nursing home in the United States has just over eight violations, eight found or identified and substantiated violations of healthcare um, requirements every single year. Uh, it's a pretty, um, if you think about it, I think it's a, it's a pretty remarkable number that um, every year just, you know, and this is just what's identified through the um, through, through that survey. Uh, they also have complaint inspections and you could see if there's been a complaint inspection, some facilities have them, some don't. This is why I always recommend that even when, uh, you know, I know it could be frustrating for families, for residents um, and those working with them, uh, you know, when we suggest filing a complaint because the states are uh, generally not inclined to substantiate complaints. It's hard to do. I know it's, it's unfortunately hard for them to do, uh, even if those complaints relate to valid uh, abuse, neglect, substandard care or treatment, etc. However, I think it is important because if it complaints, if no complaints are made, then you'll never see anything here. So it is... Um, it is something that I think is important to do to show the, um, the state or to alert the state that something is going on. You could also, we've talked about this in other programs, uh, file a complaint with the, excuse me, with the Medicaid fraud control unit, which is now in every single state in the country. Um, or you can file a complaint with the Department of Health or the state survey agency, uh, whatever that is, if you're not in, uh, in, a, in, in your state, excuse me. So I'm going to look quickly at the full report so you can see. So essentially, by full report, this is what we call a uh, statement of deficiencies. So that's opening up. You can print this inspection report to PDF, which is a handy thing to do if you have concerns about a your nursing home, if you want to see what's going on about with your nursing home. Excuse me, if you are in a family or resident council. Um these can be this can be useful information or if you're working, if you're an ombudsman or an advocate who is working with a family resident council. So I'm not going to get into this. Maybe we'll do this in other programs to really talk about uh, what's in these statements of deficiencies. As you can see, they are pretty dense, but on the left hand side here there's the ID prefix tag. That's the what we call an F tag. It's the tag which indicates what the violation was and that's printed also here in bold. So they they violated the standard regarding honoring the resident's rights to a dignified existence, self determination, communication, and to exercise his or her rights. And then just very very briefly, based on observation, record review, and interview conducted during a recertification survey—that's the annual survey—the facility did not ensure for one out of five residents um, reviewed with dignity that care was provided in a manner to maintain dignity. Specifically, the resident's urinary catheter, drainage bag was not concealed to prevent direct observation by other residents, families, and guests to maintain dignity and privacy. Uh, So that's one of the other violations here. Another violation was they did not respond appropriately to all alleged violations. Um, So this relates to, as we can see here, um, relating to one was abuse and neglect. I think there might have been others here. This one continues. And it talks about who they spoke to, the social worker. The record of the complaint, etc. And this is why, just to take a step back, we've been doing a lot of work lately around uh, providing forms and other materials that ombudsmen and residents and families and those working with them can use to track complaints, to um, you know track what's going on with concerns that they have. We have tools on our website for. Uh, family councils and family members and residents and resident councils. They're all available in in both Word and PDF, so you can easily use them either on your computer or your handheld or printout to keep track of some of the issues and concerns that you have to help you to substantiate so that when you do have a complaint, when you do have a concern, it shows up here that we're getting these things addressed. So I won't continue. We could always talk about this another time. Uh, Let me know if you're interested And we could plan this for a future program. So that's what the inspection report looks at, and it looks like, excuse me. uh, And this is what's on Nursing Home Compare again. We're going to look at the state's website as well. Now, that inspection report, the statement of deficiencies, also has to be provided by every single nursing home. Usually, it's at a, um, it's at the front desk. Sometimes it's posted in an envelope on a. Uh, I've seen it on a wall or by a bulletin board. It should be readily available for anyone, a visitor, a resident, a family member, an ombudsman to look at and to review. But, again, these are also available here on the um, Medicare.gov Nursing Home Compare. So those are the health inspections. That's, again, the health inspection tab. So just to recap, we have the general information tab. We have the health inspections. There's also fire safety inspections. So this lets you know what's going on in terms of, the fire safety and life, life safety code in the nursing home. And then this, this to me is the other of the two, I would say most important tabs here. If you're looking at a nursing home, if you or someone with whom you're working does not have a lot of time, uh, you know, first, you know, if you only have a minute, look at the general information. If you have, you know, a few minutes, look at the health inspections and look at the staffing. That That's our advice. Because those are the two components that I think are most important. One tells you about... Violations that have been identified and substantiated by a state and staffing is the um, is one. It's the most important indicator of a nursing home's quality and safety, the uh, kind of care that residents receive, both in terms of of uh, clinical care and in terms of you know services to maintain their dignity and their quality of life. And this staffing information now is is more important than ever because it's really the only data element on Nursing Home Compare that is um, is based upon auditable records. As many of you, I'm sure, know, as of 2016, nursing homes have been required to provide their payroll-based um, journal, excuse me, staffing data for every single day of the year to the states and to CMS. So these are, are actual data. They have to be uh, they have to be auditable, and they're, they're based, again, on the payroll records. So to me, they are, uh, you know, because staffing is, is so important and because these are by far um, the most accurate, uh, cap, no, uh, most accurate data uh, capturing what's going on in the nursing home, that's available here, or I would say anywhere, that they are uh, extremely, extremely valuable. So what does nursing home compare have? It doesn't show you the actual staffing uh, levels. That's something else that's provided on another website where you can actually see for any day of the year um, how many many care staff were in a nursing home, how many uh, administrators or how many administrative hours were in a nursing home, uh, and other staffing as well. Here what you see is they've computed the uh, the average care time per resident per day for RN staff, LPN staff, and for CNA staff. And that's computed separately as well as together. And again, you can see it against the state average and the national average. So this also gives you some information about the number of people in the nursing home. Sapphire Nursing Home at Wauperture Falls, they have an average of about just under 60 residents. Again, 59.7 because it's the average for uh, probably, I think, the last quarter. And then the New York average, we have very big nursing homes in New York. So our average nursing home size is 168 residents. The national average, is, as you can see, is just about half that. But it also gives you, this gives you know, people a sense of, well, what's going on in this nursing home and how does it compare to other nursing homes in my state and nationally? So the total number of licensed nursing staff hours per resident per day, that's the, the RN and the LPN, is an hour and a half, and that's just a little bit less than the New York average, which is one hour and 31 minutes, and the national average, which is one hour and 34 minutes. Uh, Interestingly here, you can see the RN hours are a little bit less, and the LPN hours are actually about the same or a little bit more than the state average as well. And then the nurse aid hours, that's the last um, line here uh, that I'm hopefully there we go, that I'm highlighting, nurse aid hours per resident per day. And nurse aides provide about 90% of resident care. So they are obviously important. And you can see here that the staffing hours are much less than both the New York average and the national average. So that's, that's really critical. And then lastly, and I frankly don't pay a lot of attention to this, is the physical therapist staff hours per resident per day. Uh, because residents really vary. I mean, of course, if I... If I'm a resident or if my resident needs physical therapy or occupational therapy, that's something that I'm very interested in um, specifically as to what's going to them. But having nine hours average per day or having seven, excuse me, nine minutes average per day, having seven minutes, having five minutes. Actually, I think this has creeped up a little bit over the um, years since they started publishing it. But that doesn't, to me, mean a lot because the resident needs there vary so greatly. Resident needs, of course, vary in terms of other types of nursing care, but I don't think that the variation is as great. And since everyone needs nursing care, but not everyone may need the physical therapist care, that that that's what makes it uh, those that time the nurses and the nurse aides so so um, so important. So I and I particularly emphasize when I look at these things, uh, the nurse aide hours and the RN hours, because there have been a number of studies now that have shown that. The the rate of RN staffing for a facility is an important indicator, uh, important car excuse me, for its st- uh, for its quality of care and for its safety. And in fact, CMS recognizes that as well, excuse me, because you can see below here they have registered nurse staffing rating, and they gave it a, a three a three-star rating. So, and that's another way, Just by the way, just to backtrack, excuse me, is that you have two stars for overall staffing, three stars for RN staffing. Um, These numbers are risk-adjusted based upon uh, how the facility has identified the needs of residents in that facility. So they're not, again, not the pure hours of who's there and who's providing care, Uh, Those are data that we provide on our website every quarter. We publish the actual staffing data, but that's something a little different. I don't want to digress too much um, in our discussion today. So that's staffing. So again, uh, just to quickly recap, I look at health inspections, I look at at staffing. If I have some time to really look and see what's going on in a nursing home, if I am uh, an advocate, if I'm someone who's working in my, you know, community or in the state and a nursing home comes to, uh, comes to my attention, these are some of the things that I would very, you know, first look at to see, well, what's going on? What's going on in terms of their health inspections? What's going on in terms of their staffing? Next, um, and this is another component of the five-star rating system, is what um, CMS calls quality of resident care. They're um, also known as quality measures, they, it's a bit of a misnomer, and it's a bit of a, frankly, of a misunderstanding. The quality measures, um, as they're called, don't measure quality so much. They are really an indicator of what the resident's MDS, the minimum data set, you know, the, the ways in which we assess or the nursing home assesses how a resident is doing in terms of their continence care, in terms of whether they've gained or lost weight, whether they're on medications, et cetera. Uh, it tests to see, uh, or it's a uh, assessment, excuse me, of how they, how they are and where they are. So it is, um, one, it doesn't really translate to quality. I mean, there are a range of them. Some of them are better and more useful than others. As a whole, I, I don't think a lot of them personally, and I think that a lot of researchers, at least from the consumer side, would say, the and, and advocates in the consumer side, would say the same thing. They are not audited, uh, and they are by anybody. Excuse me. So um, again, this is, these are things that the facility reported. Now, some of them. This is, but you know, again, a result of ours and others advocating with CMS. CMS has added to the quality star rating on the, here on the left hand side. They've added some um, insurance-based measures. So as I mentioned before, most of these are are self-reported by nursing homes and unaudited. CMS, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, is is one of the improvements that CMS has been making. They've been adding some measures that are based upon insurance claims So it's something that actually happened. For instance, something based on an insurance claim is that someone was sent to the hospital. Uh, And that's something that obviously either happened or it didn't. Uh, As opposed to whether someone developed a pressure ulcer. That's certainly something that happened, but the MDS measure, the quality measure for that is based upon someone having in the nursing home, excuse me, in the nursing home having recognized and recorded that a resident had developed a pressure ulcer. And as many of us have seen both personally and in our professional work, too often pressure ulcers go unidentified and unaddressed for uh, for too long for for individual residents until they become very serious and and they're discovered because the resident is in uh, clinical distress. So, uh, you know, some of these things are really, they're very subjective. Is the resident doing better? Is the resident um, improving in his or her um, continence? That is, you know, is somewhat subjective. And then, of course, you know, the pressure ulcers is not necessarily subjective, but it's based upon the nursing home really doing a thorough evaluation, which uh, oftentimes, you know, too often I should say doesn't happen. And then we have some of those hospital-based measures, which are better, but they're, again, very limited. I mean, we can't base everything on whether someone, for instance, was sent to the hospital because a lot of people have poor care and they're never sent to a hospital. Um, So I hope that's that's clear and makes sense. There's a range of things going on here, but most of them are self-reported. Most of them are not very valuable. We try to pull out a couple that we think are um, not perfect, but fairly good indicators, like um, lead development pressure ulcers, like uh, receiving antipsychotic drugs. That's that's an MDS measure as well. But for the most part, and as an overall rating, I pay no attention to this whatsoever, frankly. What CMS has done here, and we'll talk a about this again later, is that they've actually added short-stay quality of resident care as opposed to long-stay quality of resident care. Again, and you get more information about that here, I don't put a lot of credence um, uh, with that or a lot of weight with that because I think that generally speaking, frankly, at least in my experience, that that nursing home care, you know, care and safety in the facility tends to be a, a pretty holistic issue, that there's, you know, Care is generally not really great in one area and really poor in the other in another area. And if that's the case, that itself is a real problem. that's that's not acceptable. Anyone who goes to a nursing home is entitled to the same level of care and staffing, et cetera. And um, I know that that can be a very frustrating issue to deal with as an advocate. As a family member and as a resident, but that is um, that is what facilities are obliged to do lastly here we have um, there's penalties unfortunately, and this is one reason why nursing home care continues to be so poor in in you know across the country is that nursing homes are rarely penalized so here you have a two star facility, basically you know one of the worst facilities in the state and among the worst facilities in the country and They have had, as you can see here, they've had no federal fines. This nursing home hasn't received any fines I'm highlighting in the last three years. Now, this, importantly, this information on Nursing Home Compare does not include state fines. You can um, look at state um, websites separately. States can impose penalties, but this facility has not imposed, excuse me, has not had any state fine imposed against it for the last three years, and that's just, by last three years, just a reminder that the information on Nursing Home Compare uh, as a whole is for the last three years on a rolling basis. And that information doesn't disappear, it goes into archives and it is available, but it's harder to get. So that's a bit about the um, Nursing Home Compare, taking you through, this is what a Nursing Home profile is, you could print the information if you wanted to. You see it here on the upper right-hand side. You can share it if you wanted to send it to a loved one or to someone else. To get back before we, we move off this is uh, one more thing. I just wanted to show you the ownership information. Now, for the past several years, nursing homes have been required to report anyone who has a 5% or greater interest in a nursing home. So here you can see, and this is true for every single nursing home, you can see if the nursing home is a for-profit or a not-for-profit or is owned by, um, you know, state government or county government. Here you can see it's a for-profit. And these are the these are the owners. It's owned by Sapphire Nursing at Wappinger's LLC, so it's a limited liability company. And then here you have here 5% or greater indirect ownership, meaning that these are, I assume, members of that limited liability corporation are these four people and one of them is actually the manager of the facility. The information on ownership is not great. There used to be no information on ownership and, and we and other advocates pushed CMS to, um, to add that information on Nursing Home Compare and they've done that. Uh, you know, we're certainly talking to them and to others in Congress about how can we make improvements to give people better information. This is an issue That's becoming more and more important as corporations, limited liability companies, publicly traded corporations, real estate investment trusts are taking over nursing homes around the country. Where is that money going? Where are the resources going? Who's making decisions about care on the floor when the nursing homes are operated um, by and for corporations? So that is the last stop I'm going to take on Medicare.gov. I'll leave this open in case anyone has any questions, but I'm going to go back to our slide now. And I want to talk a bit about state nursing home websites. And I'm going to, excuse me. Uh, First of all, I want to give you some uh, information about the requirements for every state nursing home, and then I'm going to take you to a uh, state nursing home website. But these are some of the requirements. Um, This is not up yet on the website. It is Um, Actually, it's not up on the website, but I'll put it up later on this afternoon. Sorry about that. Um, Usually, I put the presentation up earlier. These are essentially all the requirements that CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, requires that every state have for its nursing home website. It has to include all nursing homes in the state. It has to be easily accessible from the main page of the website of the Medicaid agency and the state survey agency. Oftentimes they're the same thing. Department of Health, Department of Public Health, etc. They have to be consumer friendly, searchable. They have to be comprehensive. They have to, and this, this I highlighted in bold, number six, is that they have to include a plan of correction. So when there is a, a, a Form 2567, again, that which is that statement of deficiency that I showed you before, Um, on Nursing Home Compare, which is available in every single nursing home that you go to, um, on the state websites they also have to include the plans of correction, meaning that when there is a citation, when a violation is found and substantiated, the facility has to come up with a plan of how it's going to correct that violation, submit that plan for approval by the state, and that becomes part of the record. Unfortunately, just to make this very clear, the statement of deficiencies such as the one that we just looked at on nursing home compare does not include the plans of correction. I don't know why we've talked to CMS about this for years. It's something that we will continue to talk to them about. but right now those plans of corrections I think are so important for our advocacy, especially for residents and families and ombudsmen in and advocates, excuse me in the facilities. Um, they're not available on Nursing Home Compare, but they must be available on every state's website. And I haven't looked at every single state's website, excuse me, but uh, the ones I have, I think now, the I, I, ones I have at least um, show that they are, that they're there. Uh, they have to provide links to the federal website, again going back to Nursing Home Compare. They have to provide a link to the state long-term care ombudsman program. And to the State Aging Disability Resource Center, if there is one, they have to include information about alternative services, how many of our residents want to leave the nursing home, want to go into a home or community-based setting, or just go back home and get services there. The state websites have to include information on that. Here's a chart that CMS put out in 2016. I looked before this program to see if I could find an updated one, because supposedly CMS is collecting this information from states on an ongoing basis. I know this is, I'm sure, impossible to read. I did include it in the chart. It's actually, if you've gone to the um, to the wall for today's program, I've uploaded this chart and the CMS memo in regard to what states are required to do on the um, on the wall of the program, and I included the link here. I actually the the, the link exactly to this page was really long. So I just put in, go to www.cms.gov and search for memo number 16-17-NH. And this will give you, this is only one page out of, I think, three, showing each state, the state health department's website, the the health department's main phone number, the website to log a complaint. I'm just going down the the, um, list here of columns. The phone number to file a complaint, the place to get the Form 2567, that deficiency statement, And then some navigation notes, et cetera. Again, these the navigation notes, et cetera, are a little bit old, but I did spot check a few states when um, before I before the program, and they did lead me to the state's website. So, but also what I did uh, when I was looking up for our programs, what I'll do right now is I go to Google.com. Here I am opening up a new page just make that a little larger. And I'm going to put in New York State Nursing Home. So obviously you could do this for any state if you're not in New York. I do a search and actually the first thing that comes up is Nursing Homes in New York State and Nursing Homes New York State Health Profile. So I'll just click on that button. This is Nursing Homes in New York State. It has different information and it has the New York nursing home profiles, which is what I want to look at. Um, So this gives you very different, and all the states are different. I've been on the state websites um, numerous times over the years, uh, different state websites, and they all look different, just so you know. And that's why I like going to nursing home compare. Also, sometimes people go to nursing homes in different states. I mean, I live um, just outside of New York. I may want to go to a nursing home that's in in New York or, or to a nursing home that's in New Jersey. And this wouldn't cover it, but nursing home compare would. But in any case, here we are in the state nursing home profiles. You can scroll in. You can scroll over. This is for New York. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in, just to look compare the nursing home that we looked at before, I'm going to look up Sapphire. And here you can see there are several Sapphire nursing homes. I'm going to go to the one we went to before, which is Sapphire Nursing Home at Wappingers, Wappingers Falls. And this takes you to, again, this is different from the federal website from Nursing and Compare. This is the state health profile. And so it gives you some of the same information, but in a very different way. It has information for, on what the Amazon program is. It has some statistics on occupancy, et cetera. Things that I'm frankly not that interested in. I really like the five star rating system for the Nursing and Compare. These quality ratings, These quality ratings are based upon those so-called quality measures, and again, there's something that that I don't give a lot of credence to them at all. In fact, I I honestly don't give any credence to them. I I pretty much ignore these star ratings for the quality measures. But most important, the reason why I wanted to take you here is to look at the inspections. So you can look at complaint inspections. This gives you the number of complaints for this facility versus statewide, um, et cetera, but... Most interestingly is the, here we go, the inspections, complaints, category, number of citations, citations. This gives you the number of health citations, life safety code, the things we talked about before. Um, But what I want to do is here shows you the citation details. There was a complaint survey last November. The last certification survey here was March. So that's kind of interesting information for me, is that why wasn't there a certification um, survey more recently? It could be that it happened and it's still being processed because that takes some time, but I am curious what would happen to their annual, the surveys really should take place annually, and it's been much more than, than annually. So I'm wondering what's going on with that. But what I wanted to show you is view full details, and this is what New York does, which I think is pretty nice. Is that it gives you here again? We're talking about the um, what the requirement is: bowel, bowel, bladder, and continence catheter UTI. So that's the because the general headline. It gives you the regulation. What the facility must do in this yellow box: the facility must ensure that residents content of bladder and bowel on admission, receive services and assistance to maintain continence, etc. Um, talks about the scope and severity. It gives you on the left-hand side the citation details, which is essentially the same exact thing that was on the statement of deficiencies that we saw on Nursing Home Compare, and would be the same exact thing that we saw in the statement of deficiencies, or you would see in the statement of deficiencies at the nursing home. But on the right-hand side, it gives you the plan of correction. And that, to me, is really valuable. The, the Facilities um, document that they provide, again, they have to have the statement of deficiencies uh, available for anyone who visits, any resident, any family member has to be easily and readily accessible to to them. um, That this information should be there too and that's what's so important. So you can find it there, this is a, you know, if you have computer access, this is a really easy way to see if you're preparing for a family council meeting or a resident council meeting, you know, and you're at the nursing home to first look at the plan of correction, the citation, excuse me, and the plan of correction at that point is a little hard to do. And then, you know, asking them to make copies could be awkward, they may say no. Here you have it on your website, you can download it, you can make copies of it to give out to family members, give out to residents at a resident or family council. And I wanna see as an advocate, as an ombudsman, as a resident, as a family member, et cetera, I want to see what is going on. What, what is the facility said it is going to do to resolve this issue? Why is that important? One, I want to see, is the facility actually doing that? Uh, and two, to make sure that these things don't repeat again, that we don't see these same problems over and over again. So that's just one, and here we go. It's the same for every single um, citation. So I think New York State does a really good job here Uh, I don't think all the states are as clear as this. It's really nicely laid out, and I think it should be fairly easy to, you you could print this page as a way to print it right up there. So that's the state profile. Um, And, again, you know, they really uh, should be pretty easy to find. You know, I think I looked up Connecticut uh, nursing uh, nursing home ratings or something like that. You'll see some junk. Again, that's why I said, you know, be careful about using other rating systems, caring.com, or using a place for mom. Um, we don't recommend that. We don't recommend using U.S. News and World Report or any of the other so-called top nursing homes. That does, is not a meaningful designation, frankly. There's really no such way of identifying so-called top nursing homes. But um, to use nursing home compare and to be as thoughtful as time allows you. So I'm going to talk about some of the uh, nursing compare updates and improvements. One of the big ones I thought was again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, as of twenty sixteen, CMS began requiring that nursing homes report their staffing for every single day of the year um, based upon auditable payroll records. And those data became available to the public in late 2017 for the entire year 2017, and since then, they make them available on a quarterly basis. So you can go to the um, underlying database, this is uh, data.cms.gov, I'll show you a, a slide of that later on very quickly, and you can get those data for any day of the year for your nursing home. That is a, it's a huge file, it's well over a million lines of data. We um, compress that into individual user-friendly state files that average out and provide averages, I should say, of those data for RNs, LPNs, CNAs, um, for the hours per resident per day, and also for a range of administrative staff and non-direct care staff that we think are important, including uh, activity staff and social work staff and pharmacist staff. And then we also include a separate file with information on the number of staff or the percentage of care staff in the facility that are contract workers as opposed to being employees, because that can be a significant indicator of uh, quality, both for the staff person and, of course, for the resident. So as I mentioned before, this is, and I know here in purple, this is a really big improvement. Again, staffing is the most important indicator of a nursing home's quality. It's the most important corollary um, of direct relationship between staffing, and the level of care, level of safety, and level of dignity provided in a nursing home. Uh, you can have, of course, high levels of staff and not have good care. Uh, that's certainly possible. But generally speaking, um, the more care, more care staff, the better, both for the care staff and, of course, for the residents. Uh, in addition, as I note here in the second bullet, uh CMS has made improvements to the staffing domain on Nursium Compare. So it's adjusted what it's called the thresholds for staffing, meaning that the uh, what kind of staffing you need to have a certain star rating, three star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five stars, um, has been adjusted. What CMS is trying to do, and we strongly support this, is to constantly reconfigure Nursing and Compare so, that the industry can't just game what the system is, that the system recalibrates to really show a, a good picture of what the spread is among nursing homes in every state and nationwide. Uh, in addition, as I note here at the end, in April of this year, CMS ended the freeze on health inspection star ratings. So, there was a freeze. I think it lasted. Um, well, it must have been about a year and a half that they froze the health inspection star ratings, which I would say is the second most important component of the star rating system, uh, because they made CMS implemented changes to the nursing home survey system for every single state in the country in November of 2017. So they wanted to give the state some time and nursing homes some time to be to be inspected under that new system And so they froze the health inspection ratings for a period of time. Uh, They've made some, some improvements to the quality measures. Again, as I mentioned before, this is something about which we've long been concerned. A 2014 report from the New York Times found that, quote, even nursing homes with a history of poor care Rate highly in the areas that rely on self-reported data, as I said a number of times when we we're looking at those data before. So, to address these concerns, I just note here some of the the, um, the insurance-based, the claims-based data that CMS is now using. People who were uh, short-term, who were successfully discharged back to the community, people who were rehospitalized, short-term residents who were rehospitalized. Uh, in April this year, they made further improvements. Uh, as I noted before, when we were looking at nursing home compare, they separated ratings for short and long term quality measures. I'm not sure uh, how meaningful that is. As I said before, I think that, in my experience and to my knowledge, that nursing homes either are providing good care, or they're not. Uh, either the um, the owner and the operators, the administration is really dedicated to providing care for their residents and to meeting the requirements under federal and state law, or they're not, and I think that to make, um, uh, to make divisions like this is not necessarily very useful. Two things I wanted to focus on um, that are now part of Nursing and Compare. One, the special focus facility icon, that's been there for a while, So the this is to indicate that a facility is a special focus in the special focus facility program, excuse me. So these icons you would see them um, if you went to a nursing home listing as we did before for Sapphire Nursing Home on Nursing Home Compare. These will not necessarily be on a state website. But on Nursing Home Compare, if you see that icon, the yellow icon uh, with the exclamation mark means that the facility is a special focus facility. Um, As many of you may know. The Special Focus Facility Program was started, um, goodness, about 12 years ago or so by CMS, maybe longer, to address facilities that are have persistently poor care, The facilities that have what CMS calls yo-yo compliance, meaning that they would be cited, they'd be found to have serious problems, they would correct. They'd have those plans of correction and they would correct, but they wouldn't keep those corrections in place. They were just not invested in maintaining good quality of care in accordance with federal and state minimum standards. So they would have, they'd go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's a very persistent problem. Uh, However, the special focus facility is really tiny. It's only, I think, about 85 facilities now. It used to be about 120. They decreased it about 10 years ago, and it has stayed pretty low. So it may only be a couple facilities in your state. Here in New York, it's, I think, three facilities, I was talking to someone in D.C. last week. They have no facilities because it's a small, um, you know, state or or the district is small. Uh, So it's a really small number. So these things, and also the abuse icon, which I'll talk about next, they're not, the the absence of one of these icons does not mean that a facility is safe. It's more that if you see one of these icons, it's something that you should be concerned about and looking into, it doesn't mean necessarily that you should be turning away from that facility, but it means that you really need to ask questions and and see that they are taking serious steps to improve. So with the Special Focus Facility um, Program, what's supposed to happen is that a nursing home is selected for the program, and within two years, they have um, more enforcement, the state is in there at least twice a year, they have the access to training and all this other stuff, uh, but essentially they are supposed to be getting their acts together in a way that appears to be or should be permanent, having really strong uh, improvement, or they're supposed to be kicked out of Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, unfortunately, this is something you know we were really excited about the Special Focus Facility Program when it first uh, when we were first told about it. Unfortunately, it hasn't really worked out very well. It's a small number of programs. And there's not been a lot of good follow-through to make sure that facilities are truly graduating and protecting their residents. So um, something to look out for. In addition, those of you who get our alerts uh, may have heard this a couple of months ago. The um, CMS has um, published the list of special focus facility candidates, uh, which is essentially facilities that have an extremely Poor level, poor history of care, um, sufficient that they would be a special focus facility and could be chosen as a special focus facility. There's just not enough room for them yet. But I, I consider um, any facility that has a one star uh, rating to essentially be providing a special focus facility level care, to be, to be providing extremely um, uh, poor care and something about which I would be very concerned. Lastly, this new abuse icon. Um, this was just introduced about four weeks ago, and this is uh, a facility will get an abuse icon if it is cited with a harm level level abuse deficiency within the past year, or a potential for harm deficiency within the past two years. We include some information here on the scope and severity for those of you who are aware of that. But essentially, what that means is that uh, when a nursing home is cited, when the surveyor finds substantiates a complaint or substantiates that there is a substandard care abuse or neglect, the surveyor rates that in terms of the scope of the problem, the scope of the deficiency, how many people were affected, how many residents were affected, and the severity. Was it something that did not cause any harm? Was it something that had the potential for harm? Did it cause harm or did it put residents in immediate jeopardy of harm or or even death? So this looks at if you had one citation that was at the level where harm was identified, or if you had two or if you had uh, two citations that were um, potential for, for harm within the past couple of years. Um, lastly and importantly is that with the new abuse icon facilities that meet this criteria, they're capped at a maximum of two stars for health inspection ratings. That's really important because, as I mentioned before, when we're looking at nursing home compares, so many nursing homes don't, um, problems are not identified when the, when the survey is there, when the facility is inspected. So this puts a cap on it. It says, you know what, if you've had one of these harm uh, or you've had potential for harm, um, then you have to, uh, we're going to cap your health inspection rating at two stars. Uh, I just want to quickly mention a couple of online resources that are, are available. As I mentioned before, uh, data.medicare.gov. You can look and get more information on Nursing and Compare, um, the data sets with health deficiencies, uh, inspection reports, ownership information, etc. Um, you can get information, as I mentioned, on the payroll-based journal, staffing for every facility, any facility you want. Just see here, it's data.cms.gov. And Below, I have an hour to it. You can search the data sets and you want to search for PBJ. That'll bring it up because there's a lot of different data here. It's not all related to nursing homes. Um, ProPublica has a great website called Nursing Home Inspect where you can search for through those deficiency reports and get information about them. Uh, you can see what's going on in terms of enforcement and penalties in your state and for specific facilities. And then, as we've discussed a number of times over the years, uh, we have a lot of data on our website. We have, as I mentioned before, on every quarter we publish staff, new staffing data. Uh, we have data on enforcement. We have data on dementia care and antipsychotic drugging rates, et cetera. I thank you all very much for joining us today. We have a couple minutes left for questions. I'm happy to stay longer. I just want to mention for any ombudsman um, volunteers, excuse me, uh, particularly in New York State, we, if you would like us to let your supervisor know that you attended this training program, please take a quick survey, there's, the address is there, and it's also, there's a link to it on the wall of the um, free um page that you went to when we started the program. And then for uh, family members in New York State, I strongly urge you to join the Alliance of New York Family Councils. We're actually having a meeting this evening at 6.15. Please join us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, and you can join us to receive alerts, etc. And I'm going to open it up to questions. So, Sarah, if you could, um, if there are any questions in the queue, if you could press star six. There are no questions in the queue. Okay. Um, I am going to uh, open up the line very quickly. Well, I'll just say, and if anyone has any questions, please let me, please... Feel free to ask them now. Open up your line by pressing star six or shoot us an email, info at L-T as in Tom, C-C-C dot O-R-G, and we'll respond to your questions. And if you have suggestions for a future program, please do let us know. Uh, for instance, if you're interested in a deeper dive, so to speak, on what's in those statements of deficiencies, how to read them and how to connect them with um, citations. That could be interesting, uh, et cetera. But I thank you all for joining us. I wish you, this is November, so I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll have another program in December, and our next program is um, December 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern. Do you have the right to expect more? A review of recent federal studies on nursing and quality, safety, and oversight. Uh, So thanks very much for joining us today, and I am going to end the program now. Bye-bye now.